Hi, this is Rebecca Messer, co-host for the Training Them Wisely podcast with our host, Renee Christensen. Renee speaks at church events and conferences, teaching parents and grandparents how to grow in their walk with the Lord while discipling their children and grandchildren because authentic, loving discipleship matters. Renee is a best-selling author of the book, Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, and has several new Bible study releases designed for your whole family to use together for family devotions, homeschool curriculum, or personal quiet times. These studies cover four age levels, preschool, kids, teens, and adults. Join us on Adventures Through the Bible with Bella, Benny, and Fluffy for your preschoolers discovering key truths in Scripture. Your kids and teens will learn how to study the Bible verse by verse for themselves. Adults will dig into the same passages as their teens so the entire family can study together and engage in conversation with the discussion questions at the end of each chapter. We all know that prayer is so important. Renee's Bible study, Love to Pray, includes a prayer journal to teach and encourage your kids and grandkids to love to pray. Looking for a way to help your kids pay attention during the church service? Check out our new sermon notes for kids, which include portions for writers and pre-writers to take notes and draw pictures. It is colorful, fun, and will help your children engage with the sermon. Hi, this is Renee Christensen. And Rebecca Messer. And this is the Training Them Wisely Discipling Kids podcast based off my book, Training Them Wisely Discipling Kids. And each week we talk about how we can grow in our faith and how we can disciple our children. And this week, we're going to talk about children. Can children be our idols? And the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> because pretty much anything can be made into, and another book has disappeared behind the couch. Um, anything that is put before the Lord can become an idol. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much if anything takes his place, yeah, um, it can it can wind up in the idolatry camp. Yeah. Um, this can start from before you even have kids. It can. That's true. Um, you can have the desire for kids. Um, idolatry, where you're just consumed mm-hmm. with the thought of having children. That's true. And you're not pursuing the Lord. Um, and so, what does this mean though? When you do have kids, they are time consuming. They, they take are. a lot of energy. They take a lot of focus. They take a lot of devotion. And they are supposed to be our priority. And they're supposed to be our priority. Mm-hmm. So what is it? What does it look like to take care of our children? And do well and and not put them as idols. Yeah. To just to do it correctly, where it's being done from love, not from a place of fears. We're watching them. And I think that has something to do with it because yeah. and we're just Putting God's first. The verse in the Bible is. I shall have no other gods before me. Mm -hmm. And so if we're not supposed to have any other gods or any other idols before us, that is something that we need to be careful with. And really and truly, some of the things that are the easiest to make into idols Mm -hmm. are what you love the most. most. So that's going to be your husband, children, job, house. Yeah. All of those things can easily become idols. So we were brainstorming about different ways that kids can become idols. So or markers that you could use yeah. to kind of test or gauge. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that came um, to mind first for me was if you're desiring to please your children, mm-hmm. 
more than you're desiring to please God. Yes. So let's say that your kids really, really, really want to do something, but it goes against a biblical mm-hmm. principle. Um, like the answer is no for the kids because God has required something different. And yeah. I recently was reading um, a really well done article and it was talking about um, how it doesn't really matter what anybody else's opinion mm-hmm. on a lot of things are. The only one that matters is God. It's God's opinion. Yes. And it's often one that we're consulting not first. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you're finding yourself wanting to make your kids happy over making sure that God is pleased with yes. what you all are doing, then my encouragement would be that check yourself. Be, you could be making your kids. And that could idols. be, um, they want to see a movie that has inappropriate content. It could be that they want to hang out with friends that they should not be hanging out with. That aren't a godly influence. Yeah. That are not a godly influence. Like that thumbs up. We don't know why, but for some reason there's a glitch. So for those of you watching the videos, you might see random thumbs up or you might (laughs) see random thumbs down or smiley faces or pray. We don't know, but we've looked into it to try to fix it, but apparently it's a zoom glitch. So the next one that we were talking about is do your children fulfill you rather than God. And looking to them for your fulfillment, for your fulfillment. Are they where you actually are finding your identity rather than finding your identity in Christ? And so that's, this is a hard one because when, especially when you're a young mom or your kids are really active in school or sports, your identity, because your schedule, your thoughts, your prayers, your so much of what you're doing and what's filled in your days is your kids. And so the temptation can be to find your fulfillment Mm -hmm. in those filled days with kids instead of in God. And and I think one thing that I have seen a lot of, as I've been talking to moms and parents is there seems to be when children are young, when you're busy, that the children, if they wake up, then they are your priority, take care of them. And so it doesn't matter whether or not you're able to spend time with God. And yes, when you have young children, they wake up, they do require your attention. They do require your care. Sometimes you're waking up to they've wet out of their diaper or their pull up, or they've thrown up because they're Mm -hmm. sick or they they're very hungry or they have a fever or like there's all sorts and sometimes of you have to do that other times mm-hmm. you choose you make the choice to stay up late watching tv doing other things where then you cannot spend time with god that you would have otherwise been able to have spent with him due to some planning and so that Four choices are, yeah so it's just your choices that you make i've it's, been guilty we all have we all yeah. have yeah no and one's from this no one is but it is really important to make sure that you are spending time with God and that you're developing that relationship with him. Now, God does gently lead those with young. Yeah. But don't, what, what I've seen this, this shift that's happened to where he gently leads us. And so we don't have to do anything. We can just throughout the day, if we think of it, 
that what I actually heard a speaker say recently is that whenever you have young children for those first five years of life, you're not going to have time to read your Bible. You don't need to feel guilty about it. You don't need to feel guilty about anything. And she said, what I do is whenever I sit down at the table and I see at the empty chair, I just remember really quickly to do a one sentence quick prayer to God. And Yikes. Well, that's great. Maybe you could look at the chair and say, hey, that's the time I need to remember to pray. But what kind of relationship do you have when you don't know him? I mean, think about it from this perspective. If you, this is going to be terrible, but you all get the point. If you put your husbands in a room and shut the door or even left the door open and you never acknowledged him, mm-hmm. you never asked him about anything and you ignored him for five years. Like this person suggests, he he would not, you, you would not be really feeling the warm fuzzies. Like we've talked about in the romance episode. You wouldn't have the relationship. If you put your kids in a room and left them there for even two hours by themselves, they would be, you would not like the results of that. Um, Why would we treat God any different? It is the most important relationship. Yes. And so prioritize it. You know, yes, yes, you have physical needs that your children need to have met. You have love needs that they need to meet. You've got to spend time with your kids. They are your priority. That's why we are so passionate about discipling Mm -hmm. our children. But we cannot disciple our children when we do not have a relationship with God. So when I nannied some in college, the family, they went to work really early in the morning, but their little girl would wake up when they woke up. (laughs) And when I say she woke up really early, I mean, it was like three and four in the morning, really early. And so I would get her, she would snuggle into bed with me and she would do my devotions with me Mm -hmm. and you can do your devotions with your kids. You can. And um, I told my son the other day, I said, James, we're going to pray. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do quiet time. Right. Like he was very adamant. He did not, he wanted to play. He wanted to do. And I was like, okay, well, I'm sorry, but this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's again, where it kicks back into the, are you desiring to please God? Are you desiring to please children? Because they're going to want to do whatever they're going to want to do. Yeah. And they need direction. Exactly. Because children are a blessing. We are supposed to be discipling them, but we have to, we have to put our relationship with God first. Yep. And not to a legalistic extent, nothing like that, but because you love God and you want to be with him, you don't hang out with your husband out of a legalistic Oh, I have to do this. Or no, you, you hang be. out because you want you to. Hang out because you want to. <laughs> so another um, indicator that they might be an idol for you is if you are willing, if you're co- living vicariously through them. What do you mean by that? So by that, I mean, oh, I was a cheerleader. I wasn't actually, but this is the story I was thinking of. I was a cheerleader. <laughs> cheerleader. <laughs> and so I want my children to be a cheerleader now that I'm no longer a cheerleader. But they're just, they're, Gifts and talents are instead in art. And so I'm not developing their God-given abilities and desires that God gives them for what he has called them to do. And instead trying to have them live out my hopes and dreams or say that I always wanted to do something. And so I'm having them do it instead. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with wanting your kids to do good things. No, no. However, if you are... If you know, like I know for my son, James, he has a technical mind Mm -hmm. and I need to give him things to do that are technically wired. Am I still going to have him learn um, how to play the piano and how to draw? Yes. Yes. Am I going to make him learn how to cook and do laundry? Yes. 
Am I going to push him to be a chef? No. No. Exactly. If he wants to do, and I'm going to give him that freedom to figure it out. But for example, my husband is an engineer. I'm an accountant. If I were to look at my son and I would say, oh, you're going to be an accountant just like mommy. And I didn't give him any other option. Not good. No. And it's just like, I love science. Most of my degrees are in science. And my first three children did not like science. And so that would have been me pushing them to only do science type of things. Because God's called everybody for a specific purpose. Yeah. Kara does tech. She does the videos for this and the editing and all of that. So God has these things that he's desires. He's given them has abilities. He's given them. And so we want to, yes, have them teach them a well-rounded amount of things, but push them in the direction where God has them. So another one would be, are you willing to have hard conversations with your children? Are you willing to say no when they really want something? Because we've all heard it said tough love. Um, but the the goal of all of this is to do it through love, biblical love and action. Biblical, so I like to say yeah. it, yeah, where you're actually looking at how it is in the Bible, that type of, and you love. just have to be willing to speak the truth, yeah, and not just willing, but do it, yes, because especially for young people, they don't really want to hear, like they're not looking for people pleasing, yeah. they want they want the truth, yeah. they want to know how things exactly. actually are, and so. If we're just avoiding it because we want to keep them, again, it goes back to if you're just trying to keep them happy. Yeah. And to have that relationship so that you can have the tough conversations. I had a tough conversation with one of my children recently on the phone. It was actually this summer. It was probably one of the most where I called them out on sin repeatedly in their lives because it was something that was going on with sin and they were making a poor decision based on that. And I was very, very blunt I could not have had that conversation and been that blunt if I hadn't had the relationship that we did have. But at the same time, I loved them so much and they knew I was saying it from a point of love. I did make sure of that, but I was willing to point out the sin that was in their life. And they did realize it and thanked me at the end of the conversation. Honestly, in that scenario, it made me think like we can idolatry, idolatize. I'm like, what am I saying here? (laughs) We can turn ourselves into idols Mm -hmm. and our comfort Mm -hmm. if we're not willing as a parent to speak the truth. That's so true. To make it easier on ourselves to not get up, not get up. Why have the conflict? Not be consistent with our discipline, not have them do things that we tell them to do because it's easier to sit and not do it, not get up and play with them. Not Yeah, that's true. So another one, and this one I think is incredibly timely, is if we excessively worry about our children. So if we're spending all of our time anxiety ridden, then we are not walking out in perfect love because perfect love casts out all fear mm-hmm. and we're not trusting God. Yeah, God loves our children way more than we could ever love them. I tell my kids every night when they're going to bed, I'm like, who loves you? And we'll go through and it'll be mommy loves you. Daddy loves you. And they have a bunch of family. So it's a long, <laughs> good outfit. I'm like, but more than any of that, who loves you the most? And they'll be like, Jesus or God. I'm like, yes. And the cool thing is, is that he loves you more than anyone else. And he loves you more than everyone else combined. Mm-hmm. And for them, that just, you just watch their little brains just kind of go. And that, that little love burst of like, that's so, I'm so loved. 
but he does. He loves them. And we can spend all of our time worrying about everything from, are they going to get hurt? Instead of trusting God to care for them. Are they going to be bullied? Are they going to find somebody to marry? Are they going to get their hearts broken? Or nowadays, right now, with the war in Israel, people are concerned. Is it the end of the world? You know, and I don't think it is right now, no, but... Well, I mean, we are in the latter days. We know that we are. And we're getting closer every day. But and the enemy just wants to use fear. And Mm -hmm. that turns that fear, Mm -hmm. which is a sin, will turn the kids again into idols because it's and it's just it's not what it's like that you know, whenever COVID happened, we were scared Mm -hmm. that they were gonna get sick. I mean, so it's just there's so many things in today's world that we can be scared of. They really are. But God has not given us a spirit. A fear, but of love, joy, and a sound mind. And he chose you to be this child's parent. And he chose this, you as the parent, to be the parent for that child. And so he knows what he's doing. And we can trust that God is good. Yep. And that everything that's going to happen is going to be for our good and his glory. That's right. And we just the problem is is some of us are control freaks and we like to know everything that's going to happen and some of us remind others to not be control freaks and worry about things um but if you are finding yourself concerned about in times or a health crisis or you know what if i anything what else? if i botch this and then my child's life is ruined <laughs> what is the solution there are there's two one, you need to pray. Yes. Pray and ask God to help you give the right mm-hmm. perspective and the right mindset and the right actions mm-hmm. when it comes to loving your children, but loving him well and yeah. pursue him. Um, and the second one is, is go to your Bible, read your Bible, mm-hmm. um, because there's so much in scripture that it will just help realign. And that's part of that relationship being more important with God than the relationship with our yep. children. Our relationship with our children is incredibly important. That's why I wrote this book. That's why I've written these Bible studies because I want children discipled so much. Yeah. But you can't disciple without a relationship with God. So really and truly, whenever we're talking about not placing kids as our idols, when you prioritize your relationship with God, even if your relationship with your children, your relationship with your children will be, be so, so much stronger. better because Christ then can be the center of that relationship. So I love the triangle example in relationships. Have you, have you heard this one? So there's the two, so you picture triangle and you have, it's usually used in a romance context, but you can use it with any relationship. You have the two people on either point and God's at the top. As the people are drawing closer to God, they are getting closer closer to to each each other. other. I love that. Yeah. And so we have to keep him as our first because then otherwise everything gets out of order. And, um, personal testimony. I remember one time it was post-college and I needed the answer to something. And I was pushing God hard in prayer. I was going to my Bible and I was, I was, I was demanding answers and I was demand like I needed a solution. It was, it was a big problem. And the Lord very clearly told me, are you more interested in knowing the answer or knowing me? Mm -hmm. Are you more interested in pursuing the this than you are in pursuing me? And immediately I was convicted and I was that confession and repentance. Lord, I am sorry. Yeah. And the good news is, is if you've realized, oh my goodness, I made my children idols. Confess, repent, and God will set it on a new track. It might be a difficult adjustment for your children. 
when they're suddenly not on these pedestals of like, mommy's going to do everything that I like. They are not little gods. They're not. They're wonderful. We refer to them sometimes as little angels, but they are blessings. They're, they're not gods and they shouldn't be placed into that position. And so you can repent, confess, and even tell your children, look, I'm sorry. Mommy has not been spending the time with the Lord that I need to. And I have not put the example that I need to for you. And so I need you all to help mommy. We are going to, we are going to pursue God first. And you can find margin in your life in a way that does not sacrifice time with your children. Mm -hmm. You can, you can give up, think about, just look at your hours and how you're spending them in your day. There's time on social media. There's time on, could be video games. It could be TV, could be whatever. You are spending time in some way. Could be your commute to work. You could listen to the Bible on the way to work. Just find something consistent. We had a where there's a way where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, there, we and there's a podcast that we did about, but I just don't have time for Bible study where we talk about practical ways that you can make time to study your Bible. So go back and give that one a listen. Yeah. So that's our challenge for you this week. Are you prioritizing your relationship with God? Is there any way that your children have slipped in in some way as an idol? And if so, change it. Prioritize God. And if you can like or subscribe, that helps our channel a lot. And also, if you have any comments about ways that you can, we can work on not having our children be an idol in our life or ways that we can pattern a good example for them and and pursue the Lord and demonstrate to them a pattern of what it looks like to put God first yeah. in the middle of busyness or how to, how you have your quiet time in the middle of busy. Yeah. We'd love to know. So drop us a comment and we'll look forward to talking with you guys more.